Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez. Many of you who are listening have kids in your life. It might be kids who live in your home, kids who come visit you at your home, or you work with kids. And one of the action tips that we can all do to benefit the planet and also the kids in our life is to teach them how to cook. I used to joke when my kids were young that I let my kids play with knives because when my kids were ages 7, 8, and 11, on any given night, you would find my kids in the kitchen and not there to whine about being hungry or ask when dinner was going to be ready, but they were in the kitchen chopping, grating, mixing, stirring, and all the other verbs required in cooking a meal. Now that my kids are older, 15, 16, and 19, the visual of all my kids in the kitchen at once is not quite happening as often as it once was, unless it's a birthday or a holiday and I have a little leverage to get them all in the kitchen at one time. But in their busy teenage lives, they do make their way into the kitchen and I know they can all cook themselves food from scratch and from time to time, they even make me some food. The other night, Joaquin made a wonderful pot of pozole, a New Mexican soup, which has shredded chicken and the pozole, which is the corn in a chili-based broth. And it's divine. And it came out just as good, if not better, don't tell Michael, than um, Michael's pozole, who prides himself for his version of the soup. In Michael Pollan's book, some of you may know that author, he wrote a book called Cooked. And in there, he talks about the time spent cooking each day for the average American. And it has fallen by 50% to about 27 minutes. A home-cooked meal is losing ground in every country, but especially in the United States since the 1960s. Instead 
the collective world population of eaters are fed at restaurants, drive-throughs, and with prepackaged meals found in the frozen section of supermarkets. In the U.S., we have five drive-throughs for every one grocery store. We have outsourced the cooking of our food, relegating the choice of ingredients to someone else. There's been a steep price paid for our departure from our stoves and ovens, namely our air, soil, and water. Examining just the water alone, the EPA reports 40% of America's rivers and 46% of lakes are too polluted with nitrates to support aquatic life. Agriculture is a leading source of contaminants. And the truth of the matter is to cook in large quantities, to feed large quantities, requires large agricultural operations, which lean heavily on pesticides, petroleum fertilizers, feedlots, and growth hormones. The same contaminants polluting a river near you and me. By contrast, the home cook unconcerned with profit margins, can spend more money on quality ingredients, can spend time on sourcing ingredients that tell good stories, that are growing well-being. When I make a homemade pizza, for example, I spend $5 per half pound of organic mozzarella sourced from from grazed animals on rain-fed pastures, And I spend about $8 per pound on organic pork sausage when I do use meat. But more and more often, I'm opting to make the margarita pizza, which my kids are preferring now too. The pizza chain franchise couldn't possibly buy sustainable quality ingredients and sell a large pizza for $8, which is the current market price at one popular outlet. Thus, the small rancher grazing his or her cows on natural pastures is grazed over for the cheaper feedlot-raised animal. Small to medium-sized farmers who are stewards of the land and water, like the ones I've met all over the country to write my book, rely on us, the home cooks, and a growing but still small number of farm-to-table restaurants to keep them in business. This brings me back to kids in the kitchen. Cooks are not born. They are cultivated. For several years, my kids joined me at the farmer's market and supermarket. They watched me carefully choose our ingredients. They listened to me ask questions of farmers and vendors regarding the water sustainability of their goods. That is, food grown by minimally diverting water from its natural water cycle. In the process, Their palates have developed to discern the difference between fresher quality ingredients and not so fresh. My kids know the Brussels sprouts or broccoli purchased in season from the farmer's market have an almost sweet flavor versus the not as fresh variety purchased from the supermarket out of season. They notice the rich golden hue of butter purchased from grazed cows This has been a critical part of their food education. If we are to support food producers who are dedicating themselves to raising ingredients without compromising our environment in the process, then we must train the next crop of cooks. My family is proof that kids can cook and they can start early. 
And believe me, there are rewards. In fact, now that I'm talking about it and there are some leftovers in the refrigerator, I'm going to go heat myself a bowl of pozole to celebrate. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this inspired you to bring the kids in your life into the kitchen. Please come back every Monday and Wednesday and be sure to leave a review. That really helps to grow this audience. And also you sharing this out to people who you know would would like the action steps that I am sharing on this podcast. And please send me your questions. The last episode of this month, I'll be answering questions. So send them to info at eatlesswater.com. Be well. There's power in the collective. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective. Thank you.